We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. My darling, my sweetheart, my soulful, spiritual sibling. I'm so excited to be connecting with you today as we ascend higher in our consciousness and expand in our light. You know, I love the wisdom in philosophy, know thyself. And I don't know about you, but it seems to me with each passing year, I get to know myself better and better and better. I'm more comfortable in my skin these days and more naturally confident and more authentically empowered. My younger friends often tell me I'm their hero, that I inspire them, and they want to be like me when they grow up. I decided a long time ago I was going to do this, quote unquote, getting older thing very differently than what I've witnessed. And as someone who's now in her fifth decade, my life is more positive and prosperous. My health is more vital and vibrant, and I'm more joyful and filled with joy than ever. And I'm confident the best is still yet to come. Rather than caring so much about what others think of me, questioning myself and contorting myself for the approval of others, I now care more about being the best me I can be, expanding my ability to love and living in as much peace, freedom, creative expression and celebration as possible. And I'm finding this possibility to be a never ending, magically unfolding and rather extraordinary adventure. Today, to continue this conversation about the inevitable and dare I say in my case, and my guest's case, enviable subject, is my gracious, good friend and expert, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. Dr. Manley is a leading clinical psychologist, author, and wellness expert who makes her home in Sonoma, California. With a holistic body-mind-spirit approach, Dr. Manley specializes in the treatment of anxiety, depression, trauma, and relationship issues. She blends a traditional psychotherapy approach with alternative mindfulness practices. Dr. Manley is an advocate and teacher that empowers others to create healthy balance while also cultivating awareness and claiming positivity in their lives. Her first book is entitled Joy from Fear, which we talked about a few months ago. And today we're here to talk about her new book, Aging Joyfully, a woman's guide to optimal health, relationships, and fulfillment for her 50s and beyond. Dr. Manley, thanks for saying yes to another conscious conversation here with us on Empower Radio. Thank you for having me, Tammy. It is a pleasure and a joy. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, I was reading this quote the other day. Dalai Lama said, the world will be saved by the Western woman. And I thought to myself, I don't think he's thinking or saying or believing it's the teens and the 20 year olds. They're going to save the world. I think he's thinking about you and me. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think women like us, women who are becoming more conscious, more intentional, more empowered in the most beautiful ways, learning to speak our truth, as I say, with dignity, courage and respect. I believe that that is what will change the world and save the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, my intention, just to, I think, be the presence of love and compassion. And, um, you know, and I think for us to authentically do that for others, we have to be in a place of knowing ourselves, liking ourselves, loving ourselves, having compassion for ourselves and really residing in that place of love within. And it seems like that doesn't happen really easily or naturally as we're like teenagers. 
seems like this is something that comes with time. That's such a beautiful, beautiful entry point to our discussion. I think I wish, I wish it came with time. I wish that chronological time, you know, passage of time made us wiser, made us more compassionate, empathic. Yet, I also believe that that is a choice that one must use that passage of time and the life lessons that occur during that passage of time to choose to become wiser, more empathic, more loving. Because sadly, you know, there are many 50s, 60s, and people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s who are angry, depressed, you know, not being in a loving place. And so when we look at what makes that difference, why is there, are some people just born angelic and loving and kind? And are some people just born mean and depressed? Absolutely not. Uh, You're bringing up such a good point because we can (laughs) resist or accept the things that happen to us in life. We can use our challenges and hurts and heartbreaks for grist for the mill, or we can choose to be in that posture of, I think, crossing our arms and being angry and a victim. And um, I was in that place. And then I realized my life wasn't working very well for me. And what I got was, So clearly I was meditating. I said, God, why is my life working? He said, you're looking backwards with regret, Mm -hmm. forward with optimism. And I really got, I had to forgive. I had to forgive those people that quote unquote did me wrong. I had to forgive myself to make that space for grace. And that's when wisdom, I think that's where wisdom can start to take um, a foothold and start to grow roots, but we can't have it without surrendering and accepting, forgiving, blessing. And um, I think just coming into that place of, okay, this is what it is. And how do I want to move forward? Absolutely. Because that is where the intention comes in. The consciousness comes in and people will look and and they may look at your life the same way and say, oh, you've had it easy. You've been blessed. You've never... (laughs) Right. You don't know hardship. And I say, well, you can ask me (laughs) if I have had hardship and challenges in my life may look easy, but I can tell you, I have encountered significant challenge and hardship and pain in my life. And I have chosen, I have made the conscious choice to do as you have done, Tammy, to look at that, to look at it, to forgive forgive self, forgive others, to not let myself be defined by guilt, blame, resentment, hatred, anger, and instead to choose to allow my life to be defined as much as possible by love, compassion, forgiveness, goodwill, honesty, integrity, all of those things, right? And of course, I, like every other human being, stumble because none of us are perfect. But to me, that is the beauty of this journey of life is that we can consciously choose to learn from our stumbles, pick ourselves up and continue on just a little lighter, just a little wiser. And that is a choice because it takes energy. It takes commitment. And some people do not have the awareness of how to do that. And some people do have the awareness and simply choose not to use it. 
You're so right. And I think we each and every single one of us have access to this life force that I like to refer to as light or love. And to make that relationship a priority, that really is to me, uh, gosh, the most important thing we can do for ourselves to, to trust and believe in love, to trust and believe in a higher order, despite what we may witness here on this planet of duality and uh, insanity. Um, I like something The Course in Miracles says that the rules of the world are 180 degrees away from the rules of the universe. So which world do you choose to serve? And so we have to let go of um, our, I think, our physical senses and go for more our our spiritual um, knowingness and deeper truths. And again, like what we've talked about a lot, it's it's a personal choice. It is a personal choice. And for me, I as you're talking here, the 180 degree difference on, on, you know, one pole, we have the rules of the world that seem right. They seem to breed stress, depression, anxiety, competitiveness, um, anger. And then we have the rules of the universe that seem to, to me, to breed peace, honesty, lightness, love, giving, and so when and, and when we look at it that simply, that we do have that choice, we can follow. And yes, we must have some of the rules of the world with us in order to be able to eat and, you know, have a, a roof over our heads. But we do not need, to me, to embrace the negative energy of the rules of um, let's call it, I'm a little hesitant to say patriarchal mentality, but the the idea that the material world is the end all be all. Mm. Yeah. And I think if we want to bring heaven to earth, we have to focus on um, our internal state that is spiritual, that is eternal, that is love. And I'm going to read this quote that I love so much from your book. I think it's just so profound and powerful and empowering and amazing. So you say chronological time insists that you're getting older and indeed your body may show signs of having served you well, yet there's a precious treasure that is beyond the bodily changes of chronological time. This treasure is the indomitable spirit of the wild, graceful girl of your dreams. This childlike, fearless spirit knows no sense of time. This irresponsible spirit may have been cast aside or diminished during your earlier decades of life, but she's been waiting for you all along. As you honor your eternally radiant spirit and meld it with the wisdom of your years, you will find the gifts and true beauty of aging joyfully. You will discover that this time of your life is not a time to be feared, but another wondrous segment of self art in progress. Ah, <laughs> another deep breath. And I think it's true. We're all art. We're all God's creation. And he doesn't judge us for our physicality or getting older or, you know, if we struggle with our health or our weight or anything, we judge ourselves. And as we surrender and forgive any of those judgments and identify more with the fact that we are God's creations and um, works of art and beings of light. For me, my life just continues to expand and get better. And I love how your book supports the reader in doing that for themselves if they want to. 
Absolutely, because we cannot deny that we are here on this planet in our physical bodies, in these homes. And so Aging Joyfully definitely addresses the the physical home. Chapter three is, is really big on the diving into the realm of medical issues, sexuality, mm-hmm. appearance, what can be done so that you feel more radiant and beautiful in your own skin. Yet, that is only within one chapter. The balance of the chapters, because those are important. We we want to look at the woman in the mirror and love her and like the way we look. We want our health to be both mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical. So chapter three really is a heavy hitter when it comes to this physical body of the house, because that body is essential for us. And we, again, really want, and that's why I say, you know, whatever you feel inclined to do to feel and look your best, you know, whether it's shifting your diet, increasing exercise, taking care of, you know, wrinkly skin or whatever it is, more power to you. Yet, that isn't the only aspect of aging that is important to address. The most important areas are those that have to do with, as your the quote you chose, I love that quote, alludes to that it is our internal power because we do not lose our internal, we might be losing certain other things with age, right? We might have some physical issues come up and this and that, but one thing that we do not lose, and in fact, we have the power to increase, is our internal power. And that is just one of, I I love that Aging Joyfully gave me the opportunity to really look at older age in a more historical way, whereas past cultures have viewed older women as being wise, empowered beings of light who had gifts to honor. (laughs) They weren't minimized because they didn't look, you know, 18 anymore. They were almost idolized for the vastness of their wisdom. And I believe that if we return to that, if we return to the idea, first of being with women who others do respect because we respect ourselves. That's the key, right? We can't wait for people to see that in ourselves. We have to claim it and know it for ourselves. And then it tends to be, or it is reflected back to us. Yes. And I love that you mentioned how younger women look to you and say, oh, I want to be like you because that means you are modeling. You are so many people in our world, youngsters and old people, older people alike do not have role models. And so if we can radiate light then younger women, younger men, people in their middle years and their older years will look and say, ah, that. That's how it's done. (laughs) That's how it's done. Oh, if she can do it, I can do it in my own way, not in Tammy's way, not in Carla's way, but if she can shine, so can I. And I would say that as I looked at, um, Maya Angelou, I'm like, now that is a woman who is doing it. Of course, I don't want to be just like her because I have a different kind of sacred vehicle. But um, she and and Barbara Marks Hubbard, these are women that were really shining, living examples of of wisdom 
And um, I'm like, I'm going to do it, but in my way, I'm going to do it in a way where I'm also um, cute in my way and, and uh, expressing myself physically in my sacred vehicle, you know, but it is good to look at those living examples and say, oh, that gives me permission to shine as well. And I just have to say, I love chapter six in your book so much. And mm. it's called A Brave, Passionate You, where you talk about the light within you and your internal power, which I think is the most important power to be aware of and access. Absolutely. And the beauty about chapter six, I'm glad it's one of your favorites. It is one of mine because the rest of the chapters build up to that place. You know, stepwise, you get the sense of weight. I didn't have to be afraid. I can be stronger. I can let go of my resentments. I can find out what's been holding me back. I can create more of that, which I want. And then chapter six is the culmination of that and says, wait a second, your internal power, it doesn't need to be a mystery. It is really about finding what gives you joy, doing more of it, finding what brings you distress or dis-ease this is and doing less of that and the more that we just follow that simple template do more dear soul of what gives you joy do less of what does not and you will radiate your internal power will grow you will because that's how to me the divine works it lets us know when we are doing something beneficial Whether that's picking up a piece of trash and we say, ah, that felt good to do that. Or eating a bag of chocolate chip cookies and saying, ah, that didn't feel very good. So in that simple, you know, example, well, then we would pick up more trash and eat less chocolate chip cookies. Right. I love something a friend of mine said. She's she's an older woman who's really the living example of enjoying the aging process. And I was saying this was um, a couple decades ago, maybe 15 years ago. My intention was to be of service, be of service, be of service. And she goes, finally, that's your ego. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm willing to surrender myself and sacrifice myself for the good of the whole. She laughed at me and said, Tammy, service, shmervis. You're in service when you're in your joy. And I ended up in a really bad car accident going down that direction of self-sacrifice and service. And I realized I need to pull my energy back and start really inviting joy and lightness to be my guide because I'm a danger to myself and others as I'm trying to do in the world. So um, I ended up taking a a different path. And these days it is light and my joy is my service. And it's like you had talked last week about, you know, showing up and baking bread. You didn't do it because you were saying, I'm going to sacrifice myself and do this good thing. You said, I'm going to follow my joy in this small way. And the benefit and bonus was that you were of service. And that to me is far more powerful than um, trying to do for the sake of our um, sense of ego or limited self. Absolutely, because I think um, we've talked before how on Tuesday mornings I volunteer at a drug and alcohol rehab center teaching meditation. And yes, I am in one way being of service And yes, I am acutely aware that I am also of service to myself and my (laughs) own joy because I love being there. Mm 
Yes. I love being with these women who are in rehab and holding today. I held a, you know, a tiny, tiny newborn and I love watching them melt and give way to their own joy. I love the sharing afterward where they tell me this is the, their favorite part of the week oh, which, sure. because they are able to find joy. And so to me, that is when service doesn't feel like a burden, but a joy, when it is part of our walk our talk, our way of being, then we are lights with every breath of the day. That's it. Just to choose to be that mm-hmm. light. And, and, you know, I love what you're saying because it's like service isn't just about sacrificing yourself to take care of others. It's also serving your own soul, doing what brings you joy and in a way that uplifts you and others. I think that's so exquisite. And I think where I stumbled was like, I'm I'm going to take care of others, but not put myself on the top of the list. And I don't think you can be truly of service to others in the world if you're not on that list. Well, you know, it's interesting. I really love that you brought this up because I hadn't thought of it in this light before. But if we are able to look, because I don't know about you, but I was raised in a very religious Catholic family. And that's oh, I'm a recovered Catholic. <laughs> yes. And that's and there are many positive things from that and some to let go of. And one of them is when I think of one of my sisters who lives in service, but she is the victim. She is yeah. the martyr. Oh, yes. And I don't think that that is um, what being of service needs to be. I think that it can actually be the opposite of that to where we aren't the victim. We aren't the martyr. In fact, we are the radiant beings of light, just like the sun, right? The sun's not being a a victim or a martyr. It's just up there, you know, shining. It is just being. And we each have the opportunity opportunity and I believe responsibility, Tammy, to do that, to find out what our passion is, find out what our gift is, find out what our calling is, keep it in, in tune with our moral code. And when we do that, I think we will shine and be the light that no one else can be. Ah, Finding our unique and authentic space and place in this world shining um, as only we can. And I'm, I'm going to read another quick quote here that I love so much. It's a secret that you share about embracing our light. You said, let me share a secret with you where the aging process might lead us to experience many losses. Internal power is not one of them. A key benefit of aging is that one's internal power can grow wildly with each passing year. When you face life with an attitude of intentionality and conscious awareness, when you honor and nourish your internal power, your light increases in strength and magnitude. This may certainly be one of the most profound blessings in all of life. I Uh completely, I have a goosebumps everywhere, taking a deep breath because this is truth. And I think they're truth bumps. They're God bumps. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I just, I just love, I could tell you were in that channeling zone. I've written a couple books and I can tell when someone's writing from that heart space, that soul space. And you did that a lot through your book. And I did get goosebumps because I recognized the profound truth with a capital T that was coming through you as a conduit, a grace filled, beautiful light filled conduit that you are. And I think that we can all be, I think we all have this power and potential. 
Absolutely, because that's that space. I am acutely aware that when I write, there are parts where, you know, I am on the planet and I have to use my cerebral prowess, right? But there are many times when the writing is coming through me and I am simply a channel. And to me, that's when I'm writing at my best, not when I'm having to find, you know, science-based facts, right? That yeah. is necessary for our, you know, the people who want yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. But then the real work to me is letting the divine come through and just say what needs to be said. Yeah, being that conduit for yes. life. Yes, yes. passionate presence in the world, which I recognize in you and I honor in you. And I know for our listeners, they have these qualities in them as well, or they wouldn't have continued to spend this time with us here today. Absolutely. Um, you have those qualities. They shine and radiate from you, dear Tammy, and also listeners. And we see it in the world when we let go of what should be and let our show selves show up naturally as our best, highest, most radiant beings. So much of the anxiety and the stress and the toxicity of comparison, they just slide off our shoulders because we just are. Just let that go. Just yes. let that go and let yourself shine. Yes. So, Dr. Manley, we have a minute left. So can you tell people where they can find you? They can find me at drcarlamanley.com, C-A-R-L-A-M-A-N-L-Y.com, agingjoyfully.com, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, drcarlamanley.com. My books, Aging Joyfully and Joy from Fear, are available on amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and of course, through your local independent bookstore, and you can find your local bookstore um, if you look at IndieBound and type in your zip code. So, Dr. Manley, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for spending time with us here today and your wisdom and your light. And to my guests, friends, listeners, thank you for being part of the energy that is Journey to Center and Empower Radio. Please be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And just know that we love you. We're so grateful for your presence and your light in the world. Keep shining. Be good to yourself. Follow your joy. Onward and upward. Bye for now.